I am sipping coffee, holding unwavering eye contact with a dreamy man. We are joking about something light-hearted, having a nice time as we inject ourselves with one of our daily doses of caffeine. He loves me. I love him. It's simple as that. Of course, to achieve this daydream, I have to fix my broken back. Two subluxated vertebrae that make it impossible to lift anything. Four dislocated limbs that are barely dislocated as of right now, if they still are at all, had made it impossible to do anything much in the last few years. Right now, I have to be careful how I walk around or I pause and stutter in pain, my kneecap falling out of alignment in mid-stride. This is the kind of body the man with a three-chore-a-day limit needs, not a woman of my caliber that tries to clean up the entire world around her. As I wait for my parents to emerge from doctor appointments, I walk around parking lots picking up trash and throwing it away. If my back agrees with me and my energy level is high enough, anyway, sometimes I just sit in the car and reiki heal whatever comes to mind. Other times, I have conversations with the shitty beings in my head that constantly lie to me and pretend they are the man in the daydream above. My daughter, the adorable snugglebutt whose public name is Princess Powderpuff. This cute little killer is hoping to catch a mouse one day. Because there's a mouse in my house and she's good at that sort of thing. The circle of life, it continues. She's sitting on my lap soaking up my reiki energy and listening to the sultry tones of Kenneth Soares telling us we're awesome. I can't bring myself to using a mouse trap. All kinds of pest traps are inhumane. If you don't want pests, clean your fucking house. And for fuck's sake, give up that goddamn lawn mower and just put in flower patches that are mulched. In the end, this is better for the environment, especially since already dead trees are mulched. I accidentally attracted these mice by feeding apple cores to my ants. Or that's why they stay, anyway. So I started putting it outside now that the snow's all gone. An adorable kitten, for sure. This cat followed me around for about 45 minutes prior to this, crying at me. She wanted my lap, or I should give her a mouse to play with, one or the other, we spend about three hours a day with her curled up in my lap. On and off, my hands activate and provide Reiki healing as she does this. I remember in my apartment in St. Louis, before I was forced to return to my origin and face the music of being too broken to work, while I was struggling to eat, I'd be laying a hand on her gently as a comfort kind of thing and suddenly my hand would turn on and she'd startle. I didn't move, but the Reiki energy flowed freely of its own accord through me and he absolutely noticed it. Then she'd relax once it became apparent it was nothing to be alarmed about, of course. As I undo their traumas, I see and hear what is trapped inside of them that traumatized them, or I get a sense of what the trauma is about. One of them was too traumatized to use the water dish as frequently as he should have. After about 30 minutes of Reiki healing, he began to use the dish again. This is after noticing he avoided the water dish for three months. He's used it daily ever since instead of trying to rely on the wet cat food for all the moisture he needs. The two cats I have left, Curseu, Death, are not the best of friends with each other. I often catch them fighting, so I've been working on that, too. It's a mixture of taking the offending cat by the scruff of the neck and then immobilizing him semi-gently and growling at him, doing Reiki for spiritual cleansing, and once in a great while having a conniption in reaction to him scratching me accidentally on purpose. Their relationship has improved greatly as my own improves with him. I've been working on their health for the past two years. They were nearly as bad off as I was but for different reasons. As I fell into immense pain and stayed there, the litter box duty was not three times daily as it should have been. When I first adopted one cat. That's all I fucking wanted. 
I had his litter in the bathroom and I scooped it every time I saw something in it while I was in the bathroom. Other people adopted more animals on top of my cat and then made me take care of them. Then, my health began to fail and nobody else served the fur babies. They just wanted to do the cuddling part of the staring at them being hilarious when something unusual came about. I of course, take these animals in as my children. In fact, Princess Powderpuff was an abandoned kitty along with her brother, Binksity Boo Boo. Now they are the only children I have left, my original William now in a shallow grave in the yard because I'm too gimpy to put him deeper. My next husband, my last husband in this reality, I absolutely sincerely hope, is going to have to adopt them as his own. That's just how it's gonna be. No more will I take care of everything for everyone else. You all robbed me of my fucking life by being absolutely shitty children. I think I might be the only adult on planet Earth, but of course my sampling of beings is too small to really say so. See, the nice thing about three hours of cat lapping is that it can coincide with movies or television. Hashtag multitasking FTW. Sometimes, I end up with both cats, so then I have to actively hold one while the princess stays calm and relaxed on my knee. And that's just it. As long as you're doing two to three things at once, you are optimizing your life. Guess what? I'm cat-lapped, I'm writing, and I'm playing a useless video game named Soda Dungeon 2. God tells me I can win the game in the second dimension, so I'm trying it. Why not? It's just an idle game, after all. I'm also listening to affirmations and music on and off. I would be doing chair yoga if it weren't for Princess Powderpuff being adorable. And demanding. Have you ever been followed by a mewling cat for 45 minutes? Try it every fucking day, oh, I spoil her so. I enjoy putting on love songs while I'm doing other things in the front of my brain. I'm pretty sure my cats like it, too, actually. It puts good words into our subconscious minds. As long as it's a true love song. Less than dash that's a link, yo, in fact, I let my subconscious mind be the workhorse and I usually meditate 24-7 in my conscious mind. It takes way longer to train the subconscious brain, but once it's in there, it's really in there. There's no need to task my forebrain with a workout to recall subject matter that I should be an expert in, such as work-related information, like rules the applications should follow. I suspect that's why we all need learning breaks from topics. So it sinks into our subconscious mind. However, why isn't school programmed to give those kinds of breaks? Why are we trying to cram it in there like repetition is the only way to learn shit? Why are we torturing children this way? Furthermore, America, why do you serve children dairy twice a day and pretend you're not in the wrong while you ban peanuts from the school property? And what the fuck are we giving children three months off for? This just puts strain on minimum wage workers, in the USA, anyway, and making them all miserable AF. Princess Powderpuff is cute. She's the reason I haven't killed a bitch yet. So do all you cat haters out there. Just know, this cat has no reason to need my lap so badly she chases me around the house for 45 minutes. She follows me into the bathroom, hopping onto the toilet lid right after it goes down and sitting pretty to watch me wash my hands. She follows me to the basement to watch me do the laundry. She follows me into the kitchen to watch me make coffee or food. I give her some yums and that still doesn't shake her. She cries and cries as my espresso heats up on the stovetop. I pour her fresh water and still she nags me. Her meow even sounds like mom. She's a delicate kitty that does not use her claws on me, unless I'm oversleeping by many hours. She does get hungry, you know, and then she barely uses them because she knows I feel even the tiniest scratch, 
and will purr up a storm even tucked in one arm like a football with her hind legs unsupported and near my hip. Sometimes, she puts her hind feet on my hip, but normally she lets me carry her around by her solar plexus and rib cage like it's perfectly normal. I've even fed her once or twice by hand holding her that way. Ask my brother and the friend who came to the funeral get-together afterward who watched me do it. Pro tip, don't pick them up by the belly, you can induce vomiting or diarrhea. Get your hands under their armpits and lift, trying not to apply any extra pressure and absolutely stay away from grabbing their legs. Keep your fingers and palms on his or her rib cage. I have to admonish myself once in a while when my grip slips and I have more her arms than her rib cage, once you've lifted, provide them somewhere stable so they can choose to leave if they want to. Being on top of your lap or settled on top of your folded arm should suffice to let the kitty know they have the choice to leave. My cats know I'll set them down the minute they squirm a little, so they'll tolerate this crazy bullshit I've taught them to put up with. Including hugs on my lap. I'll tell you, that took about two weeks to pull off. And that's after ten years of great rapport. See, cats like being self-sovereign. This is why cats are the perfect creatures to learn boundaries from. They will claw your ass when you are too far over the line. It has to be their idea, not yours. However, if you are high enough on the empathy scale, and either bored enough or committed enough, you can teach your cats tricks. Just like my cat likes to demand her own place setting at the table, you can create a civilized and structured atmosphere with your pet. Dogs included. It takes a lot of patience and drawing back any time the pet is uncomfortable enough to squirm. You also have to give up the idea that you can make a cat do whatever you want, but you can ask of them great things. If they like you enough, they will comply. Princess Powderpuff amazes all my guests, honestly. I remember one time she pawed my knee like a noble woman and then walked over to the unused bag of litter and put her paw on that once she knew she had my attention. How could I deny knowing what she needed? I scooped the litter boxes in response and therefore Princess Powderpuff was happy again. She rewards me with kisses sometimes. With enough time and patience, any animal will come around for me. Even ants, as I've proven by constantly rescuing them. They'll climb on me and I'll move so my skin touches the sink sideboard and, now, after lots of patient handling, they just climb right off like nothing is amiss. That reminds me. R.I.P. Georgette and your unborn egg. I'm so sorry. I was doing the dishes and there was an accident, and I had to kill them to stave off further suffering. I love you, little babies. God cries for the both of us over your loss. It could have been their messiah. Heart, heart, heart.